0: Welcome back to the Writer's Nook Podcast. I'm Hannah Bauman, Editor and Writing Coach.
1: And I'm Leah Davis, a fantasy and romance writer. Today we're going to do kind of a look back on 2019 and a look forward on 2020 and the things that we want to do this year.
0: Yes, that sounds great to me. Uh, Before we do that, how was your new year, Leah?
1: Honestly, it was pretty good. I was in bed before it struck midnight because I had to work in the morning but our anniversary is a couple days beforehand and that went really well.
0: Oh, that's nice. Happy belated anniversary.
1: Thank you. We have managed 7 years.
0: Wow. Getting up there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. I played the new Pokemon game and managed to stay up until midnight and I promptly fell asleep at like 12:10. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean,
1: that's- how it should be done. Let's be honest. And we
0: we sampled some wedding cake too. So that was fun. Ooh. Yeah, always a treat.
1: Any good ones?
0: Good way, good ways to start the new year. Um, we liked the frosted uh marble cake with vanilla frosting. It's very good.
1: I think marble is what I had as well.
0: Yeah, it's good. You can't go wrong with that. No. So moving on to more uh, bookish and writing topics, Uh, we thought we would start out with the things that we did and that we were proud of in 2019, because one of the things I'm personally trying to work on is celebrating the things that I've accomplished instead of only ever looking forward, because that's not fun.
1: So I think like the biggest thing that we need to acknowledge right now is that we started this podcast and we've stuck with it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I was thinking about that the other day and it felt like we'd started it like four years ago. Don't ask me why.
1: <laughs> I was like,
0: oh man, we only launched that in 2019, didn't we? So,
1: yeah, we haven't that's... known each other for four years.
0: I know. I have a very warped sense of time now that we're heading into a new decade.
1: It is getting close to four years, though, I think.
0: I think so. Definitely three years.
1: Damn. But
0: yeah, so that's pretty cool. It's very hard to try something new and stick with it when you're not sure where it's going. But we like to have fun with it.
1: I have super enjoyed this process. Not only do we get to hang out, you know, uh, learning to edit the audio has been very relaxing in a strange way for me. And I kind of want to do another podcast just so I can edit the audio.
0: I'm very glad you like it because I hate editing audio. (laughs) (laughs) But I enjoy other parts of having the podcast.
1: (laughs) We balance very well. Yes, good
0: teamwork. So besides the podcast, what are you proud of and what did you do in 2019, Leah?
1: So there's a lot of 2019 that was not great for me. And I won't go into it because fuck that shit. But I did finish a manuscript. I started it in April, and I finished it in, I think, late November. And that was...
0: That is awesome. Yeah,
1: that's huge, and I love it so much.
0: Is this the one that I've already read? Yeah. Yes, everyone listening, you're in for a big treat once that is out in the world.
1: I'm very excited to see where it can go. I also... um, Started gratitude journaling. It was at the very end of the year, but it has made a huge freaking difference in my life. Feels so much better. And like I said, like Hannah said, looking on the good things that have happened really helps you maintain a, a good focus on where you're going.
0: Yeah, I love practicing gratitude. That was a 2019 new habit for me as well. My planner, which I post a lot about on Instagram because I'm that person, um it has a section every day where you write three things that you're thankful for so it's a good practice if you're trying to uh focus on good things that have happened
1: i am a very negative person who often gets stuck in the same thoughts over and over again and it's worked to help me kind of break out of that bad habit
0: yeah that's very hard and shifting any thought pattern is hard which I think is kind of what New Year's resolutions are about. But we'll talk about that more later.
1: So Hannah, what did you do this year?
0: Well, I self-published three projects, three small projects. But like, that's cool because I thought that was super scary. But I wanted to see what the process was like so I could help my clients better. And I've learned a lot. Um, It's not as easy as everyone says it is. That's for sure.
1: No, it's really not. There's a lot.
0: Yeah, not only all the things that need to be done because you're doing it yourself or hiring contractors, but it's just real scary to share your work. Even if it's received well, it's still scary. So kudos to everyone who who shares, no matter how they share it. Um, I also finished my first nano project ever, which was pretty cool. Um, I wasn't sure I could do it just because of things going on in the month of November that's never a good time for me to actually try to do that but I did it uh and it needs a lot of revisions but that's okay because it's done and that is the first every
1: first draft needs a lot of revisions doesn't matter who you are
0: yeah it's it's the first novel draft I have finished in a very long time so that alone is like a huge accomplishment um that's cool. I won my first tennis tournament in over a decade in December, which was also the first one I had played in over a decade. Uh, I've been playing tennis since I was in preschool, so it was nice to kind of get back into that, although I'm not super competitive.
1: She lies. She's very competitive. She just tries to hide it.
0: <laughs> I'm competitive with myself, but I don't like competing in, like, tournaments because I feel like it's not as fun. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I have to beat myself, but otherwise I just want to have fun in life for the most part. And then I think the other thing that I'm excited about from 2019 is that I really tried to find new opportunities and even if I didn't get them or didn't like fully chase them in that in 2019, it just felt really good to actually look for them without so much pressure and like expectations on myself. I feel like that was a lot of growth for me personally because i'm very type a um, and it's hard for me to not go all in immediately yeah that's my 2019 summed up
1: i think another one for me and i really should have thought of this first was some of the people that i met this year are freaking amazing
0: yeah 2019 has been awesome for that
1: mike is now one of my closest friends
0: Mike is awesome. Shout out to Mike, because he also always listens to all of our podcast episodes and cheers us on.
1: Mike is now working on his book, too, and I have been cheering him on and helping him through it. He's a freaking natural, and I'm a little bit jealous.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I want to read that someday.
1: So, speaking of goals for this year, uh, Hannah, what would you like to do in 2020?
0: what do I want to do in 2020? I've been thinking about this a lot. Uh, Back in December, I met with a local friend here in Raleigh and we sat down to plan our 2020 and then we just started talking about writing and other things. Uh, I think because we weren't really sure what we wanted to do this year. But I have figured some of it out. So I definitely want to write 25 blog posts for my website, uh, which is, I think, reasonable because I did it last year uh grow my social media following by 20 percent. i know that's very specific but i like numbers even though i hate math <laughs> yep <laughs> that's me i also want to revise that nano project that i mentioned i took a break with the holidays i can't wait yeah it i know what needs to be done but with the holidays and traveling it's just like this is not the time to be trying to do this um so i've, I've been letting it sit and I would really like to have it revised by the summer. That feels good with my schedule uh, because I'm getting married in a couple months. So, you know, got all that stuff to do, too.
1: You forgot to add that into your look back, Hannah. What the heck?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I got engaged in 2019. I know I don't sound yeah. that excited, but I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, Yes, very excited. I found my person and we're going to get married and then we're going on our honeymoon to London in 2020. So that's going to be super exciting.
1: That's fucking amazing.
0: Yeah. And then the other thing I want to do more of that's not writing related is play more tennis because the last couple months just being busy with the end of the year stuff. I haven't played as much as I would like to. So, yeah, that's my other goal for the year.
1: And just, like, doing something you love and, and moving around more often is so healthy.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, any way you can move your body that you find enjoyable is actually really helpful to the creative process, too. I found myself way more ready to, like, write and get creative and make up stories when I was playing tennis, like, all things. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. It gets the... the blood flowing the brain ready who knows leave that to the scientists it's not me (laughs) leo what are what are some of your goals for 2020
1: so i am like notoriously horrible for sticking with things so we'll see what i actually end up doing at the end of the year but i would always like to write another book okay or two i'm working on one right now Ooh. I'm going to keep querying this new one that I just finished, the one that Hannah edited with me. Excellent. Yes, I have another list of agents lined up. I'm excited for both more rejections and maybe some full requests. Um, But aside from writing, I also would like to do more of what I love. And exercising is fun and all, and I do need to do that more often. But uh, I would also like to cook a lot more and like... (laughs) cook things from scratch
0: yeah Leah shares a lot of food pictures with our little writers group of what <laughs> she's making and I really wish I lived near her so I could make her feed me
1: I made a chocolate chip cookie sundae from scratch the other day it was so good
0: yeah I really I made want ice that cream,
1: homemade cookie
0: really want that <laughs> you can't
1: have ice cream get out of here
0: I know <laughs> alright Besides me not eating ice cream <laughs> how did, how are we gonna keep our goals? I feel like that's one thing I mean, you literally just said this like <laughs> you're not great at sticking to your resolutions, which I think is okay
1: and we need to acknowledge that it's it's difficult and not everything is gonna go the way that you plan it to go. Life has a lot of for sure like a lot of little sucker punches
0: yeah i so I know people say it takes like What do they say? It takes like 20 days to make a new habit or something. Uh, That's false. Science says that it is over 60 days to make a new habit. So if you are trying to do something and finding it really hard, even after a month, totally normal. That is just how our brains work. (laughs) Please do not get discouraged. Goals are really great so that you have direction, but you're allowed to be content with where you are and the progress you make. And it's okay to not hit your goal and to be okay with that too. I think that's really important.
1: And a lot of times, like when you don't hit your goal, you can look back on it and see why you didn't reach that goal and how that goal has evolved for you over time. Like I know, and this might be a content warning for some of you, I have a lot of issues with my weight and I struggled with that for a very long time and exercise was always a weight loss thing for me, but now I'm shifting it into a mental health and just general health thing. I go work out because I feel good after, not because I need to change my body.
0: Hell yeah. I think that's one a lot of people can relate to, especially at the start of the new year with all the advertisements that are out. Yeah. But I agree. I think one thing that's important when you're setting goals for the new year or any time of year, because I think you can set them whenever the heck you want. What's really important to know is that when we quote fail you're still going to learn a lesson. Maybe that lesson is that you just didn't actually want that thing and that is fine. Or maybe not reaching that goal will actually lead you to another new opportunity. Or it just helps you figure out what you actually want. Uh, My goals change all the time. I, again, super type A. So I like reevaluate every quarter. Every three months, I look at what I've done and if my past goals align with where I'm going and change from there because it's all up to you. It can be whatever the heck you want it to be.
1: I love that on a spectrum that you are super, super organized, and I'm just way at the other end in general freaking chaos.
0: (laughs) We bounce each other out. (laughs)
1: Very well.
0: So how? what are some ways that you think you might try to keep your goals this year, Leah? Do you have any plans for that?
1: I'm definitely going to break them down into easier reach goals I don't want to make something a year-long thing because I can lose my sight within that long stretch of time if I make something like a month goal or a two-month goal and I hit that and then it evolves into the next step then it's a lot easier to manage especially when I'm not organized I just lose things along the way
0: uh you can't see me but I was doing a happy little chair dance because that's like a really good way to actually work toward whatever it is that you want to do um you know i'm a productivity goal person um and that's the one thing i found is breaking it down into easier bite-sized things um makes you feel less overwhelmed you actually see your progress keeps the morale up it's good it's a good plan which is a short way of saying that's also how i'm gonna do it this year uh
1: i was trying to figure out a way to ask you Anna, how do you approach your goals? Yeah,
0: that's literally what I do. Um, Not to plug my own book, but in 2019, I published Productivity for Creative Writers, which is about the steps you can take to like figure out your goals and actually build a system that works for you to reach them, because I don't believe in one size fits all, but I do believe that certain frameworks can help you figure out what works, and I think breaking goals down into tiny bits first is a great place to start. So you should try that with your own writing goals this year.
1: Check out her books. They're on Amazon and they're super cheap for ebooks. I do believe that a lot of my mindset has come from like a trickle down from Hannah. We have been (laughs) friends for three years, like we said. We have a constant chat every day, like, you know, the nice little messenger feature. And I feel like She's influenced me a lot and helped me kind of organize the way that I approach things.
0: Oh, that's so nice. I wasn't expecting you to say that. Uh, My (laughs) face is warm. (laughs) Well, and I think, too, what you've taught me is uh, I can relax sometimes. (laughs) For sure. Which actually goes back to, I think, uh, keeping your goals is you can't be on all the time. Don't feel like you have to be on all the time. Take time off, go play tennis or cook like we do. Find something fun that's not writing related. And I think you'll actually have more energy to put towards your writing.
1: Because burnout sucks.
0: Yeah, burnout sucks and burnout's real.
1: Burnout makes you feel like you can't do anything, like you'll never be able to do anything. And really, it's just burnout. And once you deal with the burnout and you refill your creative well, refill yourself, you'll find that you have a lot more to work with.
0: Yes, no burnout 2020. That's my motto and my wish for everyone. So that we can all find our balance while we work towards really awesome things.
1: So I know a lot of our resolutions happen internally and they're things that we do with ourselves. But there's always going to be some resolutions and goals that are external, like meeting a new lover or finding a new job. I want to approach rejection while we do this. Okay. Because... Day one of January, I got a query rejection. It was a wonderful way to start the year.
0: Oh, no. Yeah.
1: And while it hurt and it sucked, it also tells me that I'm out there and I'm doing something. I have always wanted to be traditionally published, and it, it does take a very long time. But that rejection means that I'm I'm doing something. And it was a very nice rejection, to be honest. I get a lot of form rejections. Don't feel like you're not getting nice rejections. Form rejections are usually what most people get. And every now and then an agent customizes one to say something really nice. What are your thoughts on handling rejection uh, in regards to resolutions?
0: So being very type A, which I don't think that's everything about my personality, but I think it, uh, no, it provides some like understanding because people don't, who are listening probably don't personally know me. Uh, I don't like failing and I don't like rejection. I've done a lot of Mm -hmm. self-work to become comfortable with those things. And it's exactly what you said, Leah. It's if you are getting a rejection, that means you're doing it. And if you're doing it, that in itself is like more than half the battle, I think. And it's something to be really proud of because it's so vulnerable to go try something new or to, you know, submit your book to, agents like it's so vulnerable and so personal and so scary so but even if you get a rejection like you're still doing it and I think that in itself is really freaking amazing for me getting over rejection has been it's really been about reframing how I look at it
1: and you don't have to do that alone either having a support network that you can reach out to and trust can always really help that because a lot of times Hannah and I will reach out to each other and Because we have such different ways of seeing the world, we can reframe these incidents for each other.
0: Yeah, it's very helpful um, to surround yourself with people who understand what you're going through, but who might also have a slightly different outlook because it can really, um, really change the way you see the world in a good way. So moving on from rejection, because that's not super fun to talk about. uh let's talk about our current books that we're working on and maybe not only what we're working on but where we are with them and what our plans are so you said you've already got one that you are querying but you said you have another one that you just started working on
1: I am an idea house I I work very visually and I'll get like aesthetic ideas and kind of snowball from there so I went from my space fantasy to a 1910s post-war English fantasy. Okay,
0: very different things. <laughs> yeah, Love it, though.
1: It was quite a shift. I've changed a lot of my pros. I've changed POVs. It helped me separate from my first whip. And I'm very much enjoying it. I got another disaster lesbian couple. They don't know how to act around each other. A lot of...
0: We love disaster lesbian couples.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're great, and I love them, and they do such stupid things for each other. Which a lot of couples do, like, let's be honest. I guess, uh, boiling it down, uh, I'm back in the drafting stage, and it's been really fun to stop refining a story and go back to discovering a story i have no real plot set out i just keep bouncing around realizing okay this is what needs to happen this is gonna happen here oh this is a really fun thing to work with and it's been kind of refreshing after doing all that meticulous polishing
0: yeah that sounds really fun i can't wait to read more um of that 1910s post-war fantasy that sounds awesome
1: Hannah, I think you're getting ready to revise, right?
0: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, That
1: was a reaction.
0: Okay, so I know I'm an editor, right? And I'm a writing coach. I know how to revise and do all these things and what to look for. But it is so different when it's your own book. Um, Not that I can't use the skills that I have, but like... Like I said, this was the first um, novel draft I have finished in, like, probably years. I'm not kidding when I say that. Years that I have finished one. I forgot how hard it is to revise.
1: There's Uh, an emotional attachment that happens when it's your own work. And you're kind of hurting yourself. Yeah. When you need to strike something out, when you need to change something, you're like, why did I not do this right in the first place?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm running into because... I'm beating myself up because like, oh, quote, you know, I know better than to do that, which is total BS. Like, I'll call myself out. That's ridiculous. Um, Drafting is drafting. It doesn't have to be perfect. But yeah, there's definitely like an emotional side to revising that I was not prepared for. To all you authors out there who (laughs) revise and write and like produce all this awesome stuff. Like, I'd give you a big round of applause if it wasn't going to sound weird on a podcast, <laughs> because it's hard. So that's where I'm at with my work in progress is kind of at that starting revision stage. I know what needs to happen. I need to come up with my plan to make it happen, because I like to be super organized. That makes me... F-
1: I feel like once you get a little bit further in and you start to round that hill, it'll feel a lot better because you'll you'll feel like you're actually accomplishing something. And you'll kind of get a little bit of the serotonin.
0: Exactly. And that's, um, yeah, the serotonin. Um, (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny. It's like the writing process that you got to get that first, like third of the way in before you really start to feel like you're going anywhere. So I know that's what I need to do with my revisions. Um, And I do want to sit down this upcoming weekend and kind of just maybe break down a little schedule for myself um that really helps me to work with things that way we'll see maybe when we do our next uh check-in episode I'll have something new to report to everybody
1: I am also doing a happy chair dance because I've been waiting for the story for I think all of 2019
0: I think it's I had the initial like vaguest idea of it actually all the way back in 2018 and I told you about it and you wanted it then and it went through two skeleton drafts where I just had to figure out the story and then you had to wait all 2019 and it's still not ready for you (laughs) but it'll get there I promise this summer I'll have something that you can read.
1: Everybody has their own writing pace. I tend to work a little bit faster, but I have a lot more free time open to me. And that's why I get things done a little bit faster.
0: Yeah, and it's funny because I can pump out nonfiction or like, you know, writing advice, like those kinds of things, like no problem. But when it's my fiction, I it's like a slow cooker. Like it really takes a long time for it to finish
1: not to crap on nonfiction, but i feel like fiction is a little bit more complex
0: i think it can be more complex and leave it to me to pick something almost too complex because now i've lost myself in some of my subplots (laughs) uh (laughs) but i've mapped it all out it's fine revisions are gonna be great
1: we've got this
0: yeah we do. do great And everyone listening, you're going to do great too. I know you can't personally tell me right now what your goals are, but I'm positive that you will figure out where you want to go and what you want to do in 2020.
1: Lesson of the podcast is that failing in rejection means you're doing something, means you're going to do something amazing in the future. 2019 was okay. Good shit happened, bad shit happened.
0: that's life and we just got to keep going and finding our happiness and joy within all of that yes and if you have uh, any questions about you know goals or just want to talk to us you can find us on social media Um, we're at writers nook pod everywhere and then we are also um i'm at btl editorial
1: i am at leah c davis author or lc davis author both on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Um, and we would love to talk with you or hear from you or answer your questions or whatever.
1: Happy New Year, bitches!
0: <laughs> yes, Happy New Year. Thanks to Purple Planet Music at www.purple-planet.com for our intro and outro music.